I believe that veterans are the key to unlocking America's next golden age. By empowering and influencing one million veterans to transition well and become leaders in their communities, we can unlock our country's destiny and continue to change the world. My name is Bernard Bergen. Hello, Veterans Leadership Blog Podcast listeners. I am excited about today's guest, Lindsay Gutierrez, served six years in the U.S. Air Force, earning the unique distinction of senior airmen months ahead of her peers. She has served all over the world with two deployments, one to Qatar in 2012 and the other to Djibouti in 2014. Lindsay has a master's degree from the University of Oklahoma and is pursuing a second master's degree, which will enable her to work in areas pertaining to military social issues. Lindsay is a passionate veteran and an ambassador for the Final Salute, Inc., a pivotal nonprofit that raises awareness for homelessness within the female veteran population. Lindsay, thank you for being on our show. Did I miss anything in your introduction that you'd like me to add? No, sir, that was perfect. And thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Lindsay. And thanks for just being really flexible in how we schedule things. I know we kind of rushed this in, but when I saw all the work you were doing, I felt you'd be a good fit for our audience and just really speak to the heart of female veterans and empowering them to do their best work. Thank you so much for having me. I feel like that this is a prime opportunity to really get out the epidemic about female veteran homelessness. It's a concept that a lot of people are not really familiar with. Um, I know that a lot of people are really aware of homelessness in general, but the veteran female population is a unique group that really needs attention more than ever now. So I really appreciate being able to come on and speak about this issue. Great, great, great. And we're going to dive right into it. And then Of course, we're going to deep dive into how to connect with you and how to really assist with raising awareness in the female veteran homeless population. So, as you know, first question, what would you say to your younger self as you were entering military service? Oh, man. You know, I thought a lot about this. And I would say the one thing that I would tell my younger self is to take advantage of any and all benefits that the military offers especially education. And the reason I say that is because a lot of the military is stressed on personal development in your career field. However, there comes a point where all of that has to end. And if you're not furthering yourself personally, whether it be education, personal development courses, anything that is going to further you and get you to where you want to be once your military career is over, then you really don't have a whole lot to truly fall back on. And the endless possibilities that the military offers is absolutely, I mean, it's mind-blowing if you really think about it. We have tuition assistance. We have the BAH for our home. We have health care. We have all these different benefits that, honestly, we're pretty spoiled to have. (laughs) (laughs) So... Whenever you're used to that lifestyle, it's a huge change once you become a civilian and trying to adapt and adjust to that. So I would definitely tell my younger self to not hesitate about joining just because of not knowing what the future holds and to continue going after that headstrong. I mean, from the ground running, work for it. So two questions, just unpacking your brilliant answer. So what basically you were saying is that Instead of earning your master's while on active duty, which you so brilliantly did, you would have Thank told you. your younger self, 
you better leave the military with the doctorate. <laughs> yes, <laughs> essentially so. And funny enough that you say that, I was actually working towards applying for my doctorate degree to a few different universities. So that was one of the things I was really looking forward to upon separation was my education post-military. Yeah. And because I had my post-911 GI Bill, I wasn't just going to let that go to waste. So what I wanted to do was really focus on areas that were important to me. And one of those happened to be social work. So I did a lot of research into different universities that offered and were available to my lifestyle. So I applied and unfortunately I wasn't accepted into the PhD program, but it's not stopped me from going after my higher education. So in a few years, hopefully I can, but the military really enabled me to use the knowledge that I possess already and what I learned while in the military from mentors, from friends, from work experience, from volunteer experience. There were so many different conglomerates that really contributed to this that made me feel like I needed to keep going further and further just because I had the ability to do so and I didn't want that to go to waste. Wow, wow, wow. Brilliant. And I like how you just drilled down in how practical it was to tap into the educational benefits that the military provides and then utilizing your peers, your mentors, just to keep you on that path and keep you moving successfully towards your goal. Oh, absolutely. I think it was one of the highlights of my career is being able to find a mentor who pushed me to keep going further and further. And there was so many mentors that I had, but specifically there was a couple I can remember in my career who early on during an inspection wow. kept sending stuff. I know of all things, it was during a, a unit inspection and I was the unit safety rep. And so one of my duties was to make sure that all these different protocols, procedures were adhered to, that I had documentation. So as you can imagine how thorough the military is, yeah. I had to be double that to ensure that these programs fit exactly what Air Force standard required. Mm-hmm. So during the initial preparation of this inspection, I would send my information that I had to my senior leadership. They would send it right back to me. I mean, it was almost immediately back and forth. And it was this constant struggle of me thinking, is this not good enough? But when I really look back on it, it was good. But they were trying to push me to be great. And they were trying to push me to be extraordinary and to really think outside the box. And I can appreciate that so much more now because of the way that they really saw what I didn't see in myself. And they were aware of that. Right. And they were right. They were right. They were right to push you. They were right to pull (laughs) that out of you. So let me take it back just a bit. You gave amazing advice to current service members and even to veterans who are transitioned. But would your younger self have listened to this advice? Were you a bit more stubborn like I was or (laughs) were you more moldable, coachable and teachable? I would say my younger self wouldn't necessarily ignore the advice, but I believe I was at a phase of my life where I wasn't grown up enough to make a real educated decision on joining the military just yet. I grew up thinking that I really needed to attend college to be successful in my life. I grew up playing softball as well. So one of my biggest goals was to achieve a softball scholarship. Okay. And so once I hit high school, 
that was all I was working for was that division one scholarship. Well, I was offered one at the junior college level, uh-huh. eventually transferred to a division one school and then finished at Lee university in Tennessee. Yeah. And once I did that, I didn't really feel like I had much more to work for. So okay. Okay. that was, I guess it's kind of a twofold question. My younger self would have taken the advice if I hadn't have been playing college softball. Got if it, that makes any it. sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you, it, it sounds like you just had a first love and you're a driven individual. And when you lock in, you lock in. So absolutely. And, and I love asking this question because, you know, at times we're going to have some young soldiers, some young airmen listening to this and saying, yeah, but, you know, <laughs> exactly. You know, like, I can't say no to that Friday night mixer, you know, <laughs> just to do some studies. I don't know. I know you guys That's are a little true. older, so I don't want to <laughs> miss out. But the, the reality right. is, I love you sharing that because if you fully tap into the ecosystem that the military provides, I always think about how the military is one of the only organizations that you can see yourself from one level and you can track how you can get to the highest level if you're willing to do the work. Absolutely. And I think that that, it takes a lot of self-motivation to tap into those resources. You have to be willing to get out there, do the dirty work, do the research on your own, because as we all know, nobody in the military is going to hold your hand as much as we like to believe it. You are in charge of your own career. You are the one that's going to make that rank. You're the one that's going to get those awards. There's going to be people who back you up and who support you, but ultimately you're in charge of your career. It's your life. So at 18, though, I didn't truly believe I had that ability to push myself as much as I do now. Wow. And I was in a completely different mindset. And I think that that's really influential as well when it comes to making these big decisions. So because I never entertained the idea of even entering in the military, it was never a forefront on my mind whatsoever. I had the utmost respect for all of our military because I do have family members that have served. Hmm. I just didn't think it was ever going to be for me. Got it. Got it. Wow. Wow. I think you really spoke (laughs) to the heart of what our service members who are currently serving need to think about as they prepare for whenever they take the uniform off 20 years from now, or, you know, in our case, and I think great minds think alike, I served six years as well. So, you know, <laughs> no matter the stint, you're going to exit the military at some point. And the more you really give yourself to the military in terms of all the training, all the leveling up opportunities, whether in rank or whether in personal development, that you can really start to understand the deep fulfillment of not just serving your country, but what your country has created to serve you as well. Oh, absolutely. I think that's a a brilliant way of putting it, just because the fact that we are in different stages of our life. So how we view everything is going to be different from 18 to where I'm at now at 34. Yeah. 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 So next question. And, you know, we're talking to the heart of current military service members and even people considering service. So the question is, what would you say to anyone considering serving? They walk up to you and they said, Lindsay, you know, we heard about your brilliant career and we're nervous. You know, we enjoy our sports as well, whatever those are. But, you know, we feel a little bit called to more. What would you say to that individual or that group? 
So what I would tell anyone currently serving is to have goals about what you want to achieve from being in. Mm-hmm. At some point, all of our careers are going to end and we're going to either start up somewhere else or we're going to take another avenue in life. But no matter what it is, whether it be education, job security, mm-hmm. swing for the fences, yeah. put in as much as you can, because what you put in is exactly what you're going to get out of it. Yeah, yeah, you have yeah. to be. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, and you have to be optimistic and open-minded and do not be closed off to opportunities. It's almost the same advice I would give to my younger self and not be afraid to go after what you want. Because I think a lot of us fear the unknown and it's that fear of the unknown that prevents us from pursuing what we really want in life. Okay, so I love that you use specifically that idea of the fear of the unknown. And I'm going to dig a bit right like I'm high school or I'm leaving college or mid college and I am thinking about serving, but there's that fear of the unknown when it comes to Lindsay, what if they deploy me to a part of the world that, you know, that's way outside of my comfort zone. You know, I, it's no one in my family has served in that area or has been to that area. I am a little nervous about that specifically. What would you say? Because you have deployed to some of the most hairiest parts of the world and you have seen a bit more than most people. So really speak to that. I feel like you have just been reading my mind because oddly enough, I was talking about this exact situation with my husband last night and he was asking me about the different advice. And I was asking him about the different advice, you know, giving different service members or people who haven't joined yet. And I told him for me, whenever I was thinking about joining the military, one of my biggest setbacks was if I join and I sign that dotted line, I'm immediately going to war. That was my mindset. And that's what I thought whenever I was younger too. I truly thought as soon as I signed the dotted line, they were going to ship me up, pack me out, whatever you want to call it. They were going to send me off to the front lines and I was going to be standing there like World War II with a gun in my hand facing battle. That was my mindset because that's all I knew because I didn't do my education. I didn't do my research. I didn't know. So I had this whole mental image just from movies and the media and that kind of stuff that that's what the military was, you know? And so that scared me. That really set me off. However, I had a grandfather who talked to me about joining the military And I told him, he was the only person I ever expressed these fears to. I told him about this. And he said, are you serious? He looked at me like I was crazy, like I was completely nuts. He was like, it is not 1940 anymore. That's not what they do. You know, they don't, it's not the Civil War. It's not anything like this. It's not how things, things aren't like this anymore. There's a protocol. There's a procedure. There's a a way that everything is handled. He was like, for someone of your stature, with education, with the knowledge that you have, you're going to be utilizing an area where people are really going to benefit from all of that. And I feel yeah. like, you know, he knew something. He tapped into this area that I, again, never imagined because it wasn't even something I thought could have been available for me. I just didn't think it was something I could do, not necessarily physically, but it was more the mental that yeah. really set me back. So for people who are deploying into areas unknown, Don't worry, because there's so many other people who have been there before. Reach out to your friends who have been in the military. Reach out to family. Reach out to different support groups, maybe on social media. There's so many assets that you can turn to and just ask the questions because knowledge is power. And if you don't ask, you're not going to know. I love that. I love that. I love how you just made it very transparent that 
one of the ways to step beyond that fear of the unknown is to find the known, find the entities, the support groups, the people who mm-hmm. have deployed, been there, uh, can really speak to the heart of of what it would mean to serve at the highest levels and utilize the skill sets you bring to the table. Amazing, Absolutely. amazing. We're going to drill into this one word answer. When I say military transitions, you say terrifying. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I'm going to step back. because You just <laughs> talked about stepping beyond the fear of the unknown. And now it's time to come home, so to speak, and terrifying. Yes. Take it yes. away. Take it away. <laughs> okay. So I feel like this is just, we got kind of a theme going here with this fear and, and everything. So elaborate on that. While you're in the military, it has its ups and downs, just like any job. Yeah. It's a huge part of our identity as well. We put on that uniform. We're a part of the few percentage of people in this entire world. You think about it, there's millions and billions of people in this world. And only a few of those people sign on the dotted line, just like you and me. Yeah. We are the ones to put on this uniform every single day. And even for those of us who did one enlistment or did an entire lifetime, it feels like, of a military service, you've given that time. That time cannot be taken away from you. This is who you are. It is a big part of your life. You learn so much. You have grown. And I can't say that I have met anyone, honestly, who hasn't grown as a person because that's what the point of the military is to break you down, to build you back up, to be a whole new, respectable, responsible, committed, courageous person contributing to society. Love that courage piece. Yeah. Keep going. Thank you. Thank you. And I just, to me, honestly, when you've given so much, it becomes a massive part of your life. And that in itself can be terrifying to lose that identity, but you can't forget where you came from. Right. You can't forget that at one point you were a civilian as well. Yeah. You joined the military. Life is always going to go on, but you always have that support system. You always have those mentors. You always have your friends. You have your spouse. You have people who are always going to be there to support you and guide you along the way. If you reach out to them and do the work. I love how you ended that. And back to, you know, you just talking about the themes that that's running through this conversation, that reaching out really hinders us in so many more ways than we like to admit. Just being able to say, I don't know what I don't know, or I'm afraid. Can you sit and share some of your experiences with me? Oh, of course. A lot of times, and I still feel this to this day, it's very scary to reach out and to admit that. I think it it takes a hit at our pride, at our ego to say, I don't know, what can I do? I'm not sure where to go from here. I don't have all the answers. Because on the outside, a lot of us want to look like we have it all together. Uh, However, uh, it's what's on the inside that eats you up and it starts to affect what happens on the outside. Yeah, There's absolutely nothing wrong with admitting you need help. And a lot of people need to come to the realization, myself included, that there's communities who are willing to be there for you. We have so many opportunities prior to separation to discuss these different options, to talk about these different programs, to look into where we want to go. So honestly, there probably isn't any reason why somebody can't go after the goal. There should be absolutely no reason why it's anything is stopping you. 
Yeah. But it does. And so I think it really, it truly is that fear of the unknown. It's the fear of reaching out. It's fear. Fear is the common denominator in everything. So once you admit that you face it head on, then that's the only way you're going to be able to move forward. Yeah. 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 And I think because it's not overt, and I think we are bringing awareness to it, that when we're thinking about transitions, especially from a world where we made deep, deep relationships, mm-hmm. it is terrifying to want to step beyond that. What has become a safe zone of culture, a safe zone of duty, a safe zone of consistent leadership. And as we reach beyond our comfort zones, make new connections and ask for the help that we need, I think, as you mentioned, there are great individuals in the business community, in the veterans community, who have been thinking about how best to help us serve when we take the uniform off. Definitely so. I couldn't agree more with you, especially knowing, and you touched on how the structure of the military is so safe for us. We don't realize it early on in our careers, but the more the time goes by, we start to sink into that comfort and we forget how much is provided to us and what people don't have that fortunate ability to have on the outside mm-hmm. from the military. And so I truly believe that some of us take for granted, and I know that I did right before separation, just how good I had it in the military. And so transitioning into the civilian lifestyle has been overwhelming at times because you're having to adjust your finances. You're going to have to realize that not everybody is gonna immediately hire you just because you were in the military. You're gonna have to work for it. You're gonna have to dig deep and show Mm -hmm. why you're the best candidate for this position. And truly, if if it were me, I would definitely be hiring a veteran knowing their background. But at the same time, I wanna know that you're bringing to the table the same dedication that you did in the military to the civilian lifestyle. Yeah, love it. So I'm going to ask this question, and I think you segued into it very strategically. Now, deeper than just what you do now is the the passion for your work in this space. And I know you're also pursuing that second master so we can unleash more of your gifts for this space. So, you know, just take it away. And what do you do now? Why is it such a passionate, relevant moment for you in this point in your life and in your service beyond service? I think what's really exciting for me at this point is knowing that I put so much work into getting to where I'm at now. And a lot of things happen, honestly, by the hand of God. I have no idea why some of these things happen the way they did. I honestly could not think of a better reason than knowing that God knew what was on my heart, what was weighing on my mind this entire time without me even knowing it. Because This is just me saying it. I know that he sees what we need and he knows what we need to get there. And so by me already attending college and joining the military at 27, I joined very late and having all these jobs before really prepared me for knowing that, okay, I wasn't cut out for what I thought I wanted to do. So now I need to start looking into what am I good at? What are the traits that I can bring to the table? What is something that sets me apart from my peers? And the whole time I was in, I started to see that helping people was exactly what I loved to do. It was through a lot of volunteerism that I found out much of this, but during my deployment to Djibouti, we were around a lot of refugees. Mm. So I saw the homelessness that affected these people so deeply. And that truly had an effect on me. 
And at the time, I really didn't know exactly what to call what I wanted to get into. Right. And that took some research as well. So it wasn't until I was later into my first master's that I realized social work is it. It's social work. This has been at the back of my mind the entire time, and I never even knew it. But it took everything happening in my life prior to make this service. And for that, I am so excited because now I'm going after my absolute passion and it's beyond words, honestly. It's indescribable how excited I am. I, can't, I mean, I don't even know what other word to use besides excited because it's just, it's brilliantly conducted with, in my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, it's aligned with, with your skill sets, your passions. And I, you know, I can just hear it in your voice, the energy that just kicked in because you understand <laughs> that you can do something about it. Yes. And it's not just this theory anymore, like, okay, how can I help versus look, there is a solution and I'm a part of that solution. That's right. Wow. 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 Well, we're going to pick up the pace just a bit. Okay. And, you know, I think you're going to love these questions because it speaks to the heart of our community and who we serve. What values from the military do you bring to what you do today, right now, the deeper value that you say, you know, Bernard, I bring this to the table every day and it makes all the difference. Integrity. First and foremost, integrity. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Wow. Do you want to unpack that a bit for those who still might have some character challenges around integrity? (laughs) Yes. Okay. So I'm planning on going into a social work. I think that integrity is the core of who we are, because if you don't have integrity, you really don't have much to, to branch from. Integrity leads to professionalism. It leads to a strong work ethic. It leads to respect, self-discipline, honesty, truthfulness. It leads to everything. Because if you can't be right with who you are, mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to provide that to somebody else. Yeah, I think that's clear. I think that's clear. What would you say to employers looking to employ veterans? Don't judge a book by its cover. Oh, wow. Yes. Wow. I'm opening the book. So. <laughs> You just said that to an employer and the employer, maybe the only interaction they had with veterans are news stories or maybe movies. Mm -hmm. And now they're in that position to hire a veteran. And you just said, don't judge a book by their cover, but it's hard for them. It is. It is absolutely. It is so hard. Just because of the fact that I can speak from experience, my family, other than my, my grandfather, was the only person up until this point who had ever served in the military. So we had no interaction from the military. So you can see how my perspective as a civilian before that, how I thought the military was before coming in. And so not everybody's going to be able to experience the military. So you have to bring to them who you are as a person. There's so many roles that people play in the military. And a lot of them are very similar to what we do in the civilian world as well. So in that context, I really don't think anything is that different. However, I would ask employers to not assume the worst not to go off of what the media always says in the negative limelight because as we all know a lot of that is just done for the numbers to get a rise out of people whatever it is don't look at negativity yeah yeah. influence your decision to hire a veteran because they bring so many great characteristics to your company or can bring it to the company and they've worked really hard And just give them that chance. Talk to them. Communication is key. I firmly believe that the more that you talk to people, the more that you're going to uncover a layer from each surface. Love it. Love it. I know employers are going to be able to use that nugget to 
whether they build specific programs towards veterans or they are sitting across from a veteran during the interview, they'll be able to use that idea and just create more space of communication to actually Mm -hmm. bring the best out of that veteran and even bring them on board to their team. Okay, so we're gonna ask this one next. What would you say to a service member starting the transitions process? Prepare, prepare, prepare. Three times, (laughs) take it away, take it away. Prepare in advance, do your research. If it's even something that you're entertaining at all, whether it be a year out, a few years out, know what you want to do. While that's not always gonna be fail-proof, preparation is going to be your best friend because more times than not sometimes things don't always go as we plan to so have a plan b have a plan c have something in the works Mm -hmm. because if you're doing that you set yourself up for success honestly research research is a huge thing i think it because that word maybe sounds a little frightening to people Mm -hmm. and it takes a lot of energy to do If you do that, though, it leads right into you being fully prepared, honestly. And look into the different potential opportunities that people are offering overseas. Don't just settle into one area. Don't just assume that because you're from one location, you have to go back there. Look at different areas. Check out and see what's hiring in whatever AFSC you have. Or if you don't want to go back into what you did in the military, check and see what job opportunities are available and what you do want to do. Yeah. Just look outside your comfort zone. Check yeah. your resources all over the world. You just don't know what might be hidden under that rock you didn't unearth. Yeah. And then you definitely have contacts all over the world as well. Mm-hmm. And, and as you mentioned, that is such a great pointer because as they look around and look beyond their comfort zones, they'll uncover things that they previously didn't even consider just based on on how comfortable they were remaining in that moment. Absolutely. All right. So what is your biggest ask of transitioning service members? And you said, prepare, prepare, prepare when they're starting the process. But let's say they are right at the end of the process or, you know, they're just feeling a little bit discouraged or even super motivated. Mm-hmm. And you have a, a moment to speak to them and you have one ask of them. What would you say to them? Be proud of what you did. Be proud. Carry that with honor. That is a badge of honor. Truly, if you really look at it, because like I said before, there's not a lot of people who put this uniform on. It's huge. It's significant in your life. And you can share that. You can bring those memories and that experience to so many people. And what I'm doing now, I'm substitute teaching. And whenever I bring up the fact that I was in the military, the kids just light up. They want to hear all the stories. And it makes me feel so good knowing that I can talk to them about the different countries I went to, what I experienced during my deployment, the different opportunities I had. Truly, it is incredible to be able to share that wealth of knowledge and be able to work that into the different curriculum that they're talking about because it's coming from real world. It's somebody who is actually there in the moment and the kids are just questions from right, left, front, all over the place. They are just so excited. So to me, that's what being proud is, is sharing that and knowing that you were able to sign on the dotted line and work for your country. Yeah. And you made a difference. I love that. And Mm -hmm. I think that's going to allow so many service members to just pause and remember 
that they're a part of the greatness and the legacy of this country. When you put it into that context, I mean, how can you not be excited? How can you not be thrilled and part of this? I guess it's like a fraternity, this organization. It's such a small group that we all share this common bond. We have that with each other and it's wonderful. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, I think this is one of the tough ones and it could be your favorite book. It could just be a book you go to, you know, as you think through your career. But what book would you recommend to Veterans Leadership Blog podcast listeners and why? All right, y'all. So I am a huge reader. I could, I reading is my life. I love reading. I love personal development. I also love true crime stories. Okay, so the book that I would recommend to the listeners is called Let Go of the Fear. It's by Michelle Hilliard. And personal development books are really important to me just because if you're not pursuing education in one form or another for yourself, if you're not working on bettering yourself, you just stay stagnant. And that's not okay with me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I'd be okay with anybody, but personally for me in my life, it's just not something that I am a fan of. Wow. So what this book talks about is taking out all of the can'ts, the what ifs, if onlys, and allowing yourself to truly dream. And if you set all that stuff aside, what are you going to do to accomplish that dream? Right, right. I love that idea of looking at those speed bumps and walls you put up in fears and doubts and what ifs and just truly leveling them by just taking our military mindset and getting after it. So that's a great recommendation. And to the listeners, I hope that you add that to your reading list. And if you don't have a current book that you are reading, that you grab that title and there's no excuse, you can grab it from your library if you're not going to grab it from an online bookstore or from a friend who's read it already. Yes, please go out and rent this book and buy the book, whatever you need to do to get your hands on this book. You guys, this is the most incredible book. I think I I read in such a long time. And it's one that... I usually will refer back to just because it's so relevant at every stage of my life because we flip-flop back and forth and fear is not going to be one of those things that ever goes away. So we really need to keep remembering how to handle it and how to move forward and to think about who would we be if fear was never a factor. Yeah. Love it. All right. Here is our, you know, ending. And I want you to, you know, just take time to share your parting piece of guidance for our listeners, for the veterans, for the people thinking of serving, and also tell the audience how they can follow your work and support all that you do. All right. So I really thought hard about this one and because there's so much that I could say about guidance But a few of the tips that I would give would be to find a mentor, Mm. find a mentor because people are going to be your biggest asset in your life. Yeah. Another one would be whatever you do, honor your word and do your very best to embody the core values. As cheesy as it seems, I know a lot of us kind of tease about the military and, and joking about the things that we're always stressed and having to do when we look at what the military encompasses and what it's all about. It really is integrity, mm-hmm. service before self wow, and excellence in all we do. That was the air force core values. Yeah, so yeah. that's something that I reflect on and I think about, wow, it really did have deep meaning and I didn't 
truly honor that whenever I was in, I guess to, to some extent, I kind of took it for a grain of salt. But if you try to live like that, nobody can fault you for being right. Oh, wow. 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 Right. Yes. Yeah. It continuously allows you to raise your standards. Yeah. That was it, amazing. It, it truly does. So one of the ways, and I want to be able to throw this out there too, for you guys to be able to follow me and to talk about things with me, anything at all. I'm open to that. All right. So I hope I can connect with as many listeners as possible because this is how we truly make a change in our community is by education and discussion and being open to one another's values. And so for me, being able to talk about the female veteran homelessness is really important. So through Miss Veteran America, I created a Facebook page. So you guys will be able to follow me at facebook.com slash Lindsay G and the number four MVA2017. And it's, I'll spell it out real quick because I know it can be a little confusing with that whole yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Context right there. So it's L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-G, and then just the number four, M as in Mike, V as in Victor, A as in Alpha, 2017. So you can see I did a whole military. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> I still remember all of that. <laughs> and then if you're on Twitter, I'd love for you guys to follow me on Twitter. I always follow back as well. So I like to keep the connection going that way. It's Lins, L-I-N-D-S, and then just the letter G, and then 4-M-V-A-2017. So it's just a shortened version of the Facebook link. And I want to throw in one last little piece here. All the proceeds raised through Miss Veteran America are being donated to Final Salute, Inc. And so for anybody that would love to donate, please do so because it's going towards such a great cause. It takes $25 a day to house a homeless veteran and her family. And so the whole purpose of Miss Veteran America is to raise funds for this nonprofit. It's an incredible nonprofit. And if you haven't ever heard of Final Salute Inc., please visit their website. Check out Miss Veteran America as well. I have a Crowd Rise page where I'm raising funds for Final Salute Inc. It's crowdrise.com slash MVA2017 Lindsay G. Yeah, and I'll make sure all of that information gets in the show notes, Lindsay. And I just thank you for sharing it. And I thank you for being on the Veterans Leadership Blog podcast. And I think all that you shared is really going to help our listeners lock in on integrity, understand that their service doesn't stop beyond the uniform and just really walk away proud of having served. Yes, thank you so much. I really hope that I was able to affect somebody just as much as civilians and military have affected me and and pushed me to where I'm at now. Wow, wow. Well, thank you. And thank you again for your time. And thank you for being on the show. Thank you.